Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Bonjour. Hello. Bonjour. What's that? That's a hello. French. Oh. Um, it's French pastry week. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So it's not just a regular um, pastry week. It's French pastry week. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it's the semifinal. Yeah. Why didn't so, they call it that? Um, I don't know. They have a quarterfinal <laughs> and then they have French semifinal. week. Yeah, and then they and have then final. the final, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. That is kind of weird. I think it's just Netflix naming conventions. Oh, okay. I mean, you're right. It is the semifinal, but semifinal. Hmm. Um, there are four bakers in that tent fighting mm-hmm. for their lives. That's what I'm going to say. They're fighting for their lives. Wow. Yeah, it's a bit that's... dramatic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they also say bonjour a bunch of times, and then, um. Oh, one, they say whose souffle will fall flat, whose croissants will be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've ever made a croissant on this. I was show. about to say that. I was like, I don't think yeah. they made a croissant in this episode, right? I think I think it takes too much time because I looked up the re- recipe for croissants, uh-huh. and um, you can't make it within like a certain time period. You have to like prep it the night before. No. Yeah. You you just open the can. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then yeah. roll the dough into the crescent shape and then mm-hmm. pop into the oven, right? You're right. I don't know why they've never done it before. They're so yeah. lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of bonjours, a lot of kisses between Mel and Sue. Um, yeah, they also... Did you <laughs> did you get the part when they're like... Um, if, um, they're talking about like great drinks, a great, a great drinks party. What makes a great drinks party? What makes a great drinks party? He's in a bowl. That's what they said. Oh, yes. Is that the thing where you put your key in the bowl and then whoever takes out the key is like your your like date for the night kind of thing? Is that what they're talking about? Oh, is that what it is? I thought they put the keys in the bowl so when you go home, you don't know what car you're driving. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're drunk and you can't find your key. Because they all oh. they're all like in a bowl of keys. Yeah, that's more PG thirteen than what I had in mind. Okay. Which is um this is a this is a family show. Wait, so so you're saying though everybody grabs a key and whoever's key you have that's your date for the evening? Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's, it's, a, it's a key party. That's the thing that they did like long ago. Okay. Apparently. Um. Not really PG though. That's not a family thing. <laughs> right, right. This is a family show though. There's a lot of innuendos, but it is generally a family show. Right. Also, I wasn't there sure. Were... You yeah. were sure what? I wasn't sure if that's what they were alluding to. Oh, okay. Now I want to know. Keys in a bowl. You can look that up later. <laughs> okay. Also, right. there was a tiger loose in the tent. It was. Yeah. Sue let a tiger loose in the tent. That's what she said. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a real tiger, though. Yeah, no. 
Um, yeah, let's get into the episode, shall we? Let's. Uh, four bakers left. We're getting pretty small, and it's getting pretty empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have two episodes left. We have this episode and the final. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It went by fast. It did go by quickly. Um, I think we have a good batch of four bakers left. I'd say they're pretty strong. Yes. Um, shall we get into the signature bake? Let's do it. So in the signature challenge, the bakers are challenged to make three different types of savory canapé um, with shoe pastry, short crust or rough puff, and a third of their choice. They have to make 12 each, and they only get two and a half hours. So not a lot of time to make three different pastries in 12 each. <laughs> no. You cannot make pigs in a blanket. Which is I would enjoy that, though. Right? Right. And, and croissants. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess croissants take more than two and a half hours, right? Yeah. No, not the way that we describe croissants. Ready-made pigs in a blanket. That's what I'd make. I would give you um, a handshake. Right. <laughs> I would eat all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary says the finish must be perfect. Paul says consistency is key, which is what he says like every single bake. So I don't know what's the difference here. <laughs> <laughs> and he also says something very general that could be described. That describes every single bake on the show, which is flavor is important. Um, you must pack like a big punch in flavor, which is yeah. like that's like every single bake consistency and like flavor, right? Yeah, he doesn't give yeah. away too many secrets. No, he doesn't. <clears throat> very general. Paul would be a very frustrating like um, karate master. For all he does <laughs> is like speak in like generalizations. Consistency like is key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must get it right. <laughs> Uh, you think his yeah. cookbook is like that? I hope not. I should actually look <laughs> to his cookbook, and it just says like, "Cook the souffle well." <laughs> and it's just a picture of a souffle. What if Don't they made... mess up? <laughs> yeah. What if they made the British baking show like just like technical bake recipes, and, and it just oh, said like no. what they what the contestants get like bake it. Oh no! <laughs> like those are the those are the directions. The actually, it would give them like room for creativity. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they have it. I don't know. Do they? I have no idea. I'm going to look yeah. into that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, first baker, Becca. Uh, Becca is making Stilton and Walnut Macarons, Beets, Root, and Salmon Shoe Puffs, and Welsh Rabbits Tartlets. Tartlets. Um, yeah, she said that she tried these bakes earlier in the week, and uh, she's been practicing. She's especially been practicing for the savory macaron, which sounds kind of interesting. I've never really had a savory macaron. Have you? No, I haven't. So her savory macaron is a Stilton cheese that she cuts yeah. and she put inside the macaron shell. Paul asks, is she going to do anything to the Stilton cheese? She defiantly says she doesn't think anything else needs to be done to it. It's delicious by itself. And uh, they seem pretty skeptical about this, Paul and Mary. Yeah. She's just literally cutting up like slices of cheese and putting it in the macaron. When and, I saw yeah. it, I was like, yeah, you literally did exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, Mel gives her the nickname Becaron, because she likes macaron. That was hilarious. That's pretty good. Um, at one point during the bake, she's looking at Francis's like decorations. I guess Francis is making like some kind of cones. Mm. And I, I sense a bit of envy from Becca. And she says, Francis takes everything to another level. It mm -hmm. goes to Planet Francis where no one else can get a ride to. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. 
I'm like, okay. So she uh she does not like how much um how much like extra touch I guess Francis puts on her big it makes her look bad, I guess. It might. It might. But and, <laughs> We're gonna and then, find out. Yeah, and then her rabbit tartlets, um, she to make up for like any finesse and decoration, she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna throw an ale. I'm throwing a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Which uh, I mean, generally that's a good idea with baking show. Sometimes when Mary's judging, usually. Yeah, Mary, when Mary's judging, usually. Uh, so let's go to judging for her okay. Stilton and Walnut macarons. Paul said the volume of cheese is wrong. The Stilton is too thick, and it's basically I told you so. You didn't do anything to the cheese. Yeah. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always a bad sign to like you know have that happen when you're talking about your bacon and. Them being like, we told you so during judging. They do a lot of critical questioning this episode. I know they do it every episode, but this episode, it seemed like they did a little bit more. Yeah. And it's going to happen again later with Becca in a big way. But I'll, yeah. I'll talk about yeah. that later. Uh, her beetroot and salmon shoe puffs. They said that it looked overbaked and it's kind of boring. It doesn't really have character. It's not memorable. It was really forgettable. It good. And then her Welsh rabbit tartlets. They said the pastry is good, it's crisp. However, Paul notices the alcohol and he says, it's too much alcohol and the alcohol dominates everything. There's too much mm -hmm. ale in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, overall, they give her the compliment that her bakes are uniform, but they're uniformly boring, which is <laughs> not good. <laughs> uh, Mary says it's not at the quarterfinal level of presentation. And then in the little after thing where they kind of comment on like their um, signature, like I said, she regretted not smacking the smacking the judges in the faces with flavor. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, for Thanks for clarifying there. Yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah. Also, she regrets not smacking the judges. <laughs> <laughs> she says, yeah, um, I guess you have to smack the flavor in between the eyes of the judges. Uh, she seems kind of uh, frustrated with um, her judging. So that's, that's Becca. <laughs> yeah. Did you know what rarebit was? Because I thought I it was thought, a typo. I thought, I thought it was rabbits. I <laughs> yeah, thought they I thought were it like, was a typo. Yeah, I thought, but um, it's not rabbit. It's something else. Oh, yeah, I thought it was like undercooked rabbit. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> okay. Or it could be great. I mean, rabbit sashimi. Hey. Right. On to Francis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our children's clothing designer, Francis. She's making legume canapé. Mm -hmm. So she's making a uh, Chantonet carrots, which will be filled with hummus with a spicy kick. Shoe pastry tomatoes filled with a smoked trout pate and cauliflower cheese scones, which are topped with cheese and mm -hmm. cauliflower puree. So she let us know that outside of sweets, she really does like her vegetables. So this is something that's actually kind of right down her alley. And when Mary and Paul came around, Mary gave her a, a little question by saying, no rabbits all around, right? You will be concentrating <laughs> on the canopy, right? And then Paul chimed in with, I'm sure Francis has nightmares about this, right? Yep. S style over substance. Yeah. If you are Francis, do you think that you would be sick of that phrase? Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm already sick of it for F2. her. <laughs> yeah. Every single episode. I mean, that's basically her story this season. Can she 
can't she bring up her substance to match her style? Because her style is great. There's no debate about her style. Right, right. Speaking of style, when she presented her her canopy, did was that astroturf she used? It yeah. looked like astroturf. <laughs> it did look like it, that was cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, I liked it. So when she presented, Mary said that she thought it looked stunning, and the presentation is exactly what the judges are looking for. So yay for astroturf. And Paul said that they look fantastic. So visually, it looks like she's there, and she didn't go beyond you know what she normally does so there were no rabbits or anything like that <laughs> so onto the shoe pastry tomatoes mary said that the flavor was delicious and the basil was really coming through there was a lovely shine on the icing and she said you cracked it that was my mary impersonation it's very good i was like yeah. oh did mary join the podcast where did Special she come guest. from <laughs> what <laughs> And we didn't get anything from Paul on that one, so we're just gonna assume he loved it too. And next we have the Chantonade carrots. Paul said they loved the texture, he loved the look of it, but that there was too much heat. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? It seems like, wouldn't you think Paul would be a kind of guy that can handle spice? Yeah, heat? It's, it's like different days he's like, I love the spice, and other days he's like, that's too much. Yeah. But I don't know what his, yeah, I don't know what his spice tolerance is. Well, today it's not high. Not high. <laughs> then Mary said, "It's for if it's for her drinks party, where they may or may not be playing bowls, keys in a bowl. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yep. That she'd have to supply a lot of drinks because people are going to be very thirsty. Yep. And by thirsty, do you think Mary means that uh, people haven't gone on <laughs> dates for a long time? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of innuendo in this oh, okay. episode. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And finally, we have the cauliflower cheese scones. Paul said they look fantastic. Mary said that there was a very good bake underneath. Uh, Paul chimed in that was lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> the creaminess was coming through from the cauliflower on the top. It had some crispness from the lettuce. And the beautiful scone texture was coming from underneath. He said very magical, clever, clever. Mm -hmm. Mary uses her, her famous word, scrummy. Yep. And then Paul does something. He puts his hand out and we get a handshake and a well done. Yeah. So let me ask you this. This episode came out. Was this the very first season or no? I get confused in the timeline. Uh, this is the fourth, uh, series four. Series four on Netflix? Uh, series four. Um, like for in, real? And for real, yeah. So this is series five on the, or series two on Netflix. Okay. But series one on Netflix is actually series five. So it's kind of confusing. <laughs> So this was before totally the lost. first. This okay. was before last season. The last season that we covered. Okay. Like, yeah. So in the after interviews, she actually said that she got a Hollywood handshake. So is this the first one? Like, is it was it coined here? It could have been actually. I don't know. That's a good question. I should look up. We shouldn't research this for the next episode. Yeah, because she actually called it a Hollywood handshake. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is the first one. Maybe Francis coined it. Mm. 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 That's a good question. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. But uh, Francis is doing big things. Yeah, so if you got that, I mean, you're looking great, right? Yep. Yeah, she's looking good so far. Um, style and substance and handshakes, apparently. Yeah. All right, next we have Kimberly. 
Uh, Kimberly is, you know, the ever so consistent baker this season. Mm -hmm. She's making pea puree tarts, crab and wasabi profiteroles, which uh, sounds crazy delicious. And steamed buns with barbecue chicken. Yes, so basically, please. she made two out of three <laughs> things that I would uh, I would want to eat. <laughs> I don't know about pea puree. Oh, I you didn't don't say pop eat the pea. <laughs> I, didn't, I almost said potpourri. <laughs> pea puree, not potpourri. Hmm. But um, those other two things that I would, I mean, maybe from the whole season, those are the two things I would want to try. She puts the Parma ham on it, though. Yeah. Does that help? Does yeah, that help? no, it 100% helps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so her, uh, they talk a lot about her steamed buns. It's, uh, she says it's classic dim sum buns with Chinese chicken. Hmm. <laughs> Chinese chicken, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she uses a traditional uh, Chinese steamer, which looks cool. That's like the one you see in the dim sum carts when they're rolling around. Mm. And she uses lotus root as a decoration, which is also pretty cool because lotus root is used uh, in Chinese cuisine. And she uses a cake pop tray to get the consistency for the buns, which is very smart because that makes sure they're all the same size. She did not use the scissors to cut them in half when she was serving. <laughs> she was <laughs> yeah. serving. yeah, she didn't do that part. She didn't. Uh, she didn't point at her steamer and ask them if they wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> and took it out and cut it with scissors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she didn't get that part down with the dim sum experience, but uh, pretty close. Uh, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> um, about her pea puree tarts, the judges said it was very crisp and the puree was delicious. Pureed peas, yum yum yum. It's not baby food. <laughs> okay. Um, crab and wasabi profiterole. The judges said the shoe is crisp and well dried out. Uh, Mary used scrummy again to describe mm -hmm. this. Yeah, this is a very scrummy episode for Mary. Uh, steamed buns with barbecue chicken. Paul didn't like the size. He says it wasn't the right proportion of bread to meat. Yeah. Yeah. I think he wanted. Size. Yeah, I think he wanted differently. Uh, maybe more meat. Too much bread. He thought it was too big. How could, Paul, how could Paul ever have too much bread? <laughs> yeah, I know. but I mean, Paul should see the size of the steam buns that I eat because they're huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said they were delicious. Mary agreed that they were delicious. Overall, they said originality ten out of ten. Uh, Kimberly is really pleased with herself after uh, after this catchment. Yep, she did pretty well. I thought. Mm-hmm. All right, so that takes us to our final contestant, Ruby, our student of history, the history of art and philosophy. Mm -hmm. She will be making beetroot jelly on poppy seed biscuits, spinach, parmesan, and quail egg tartlets, and shoe buns with goat cheese and caramelized red onion. So what did you think about this particular menu? Um, I noticed that she, she and Becca use beetroot. And then mm. when she was squeezing out the beat, I was like, that's like a murder scene. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of did, huh? Yeah. It um, did. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it didn't have like, um, it wasn't overly savory as some of the others. Yeah. 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 I thought the same. Yeah. So when it came to judging on a presentation, Mary said that the collection is attractive, that they look very good, and they're quite different. So that, that could be good or bad. When it came to the spinach, parmesan, and quail egg tartlets, Paul said, if you're going to put a shell like that, you have to fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave half-open shells, right? So there wasn't enough filling in it. So he gave a suggestion to her, though, which was nice, that she could have poached the eggs in a mold and then placed them in so that it was also uniform. 
because we know mm. he likes uniformity. Yeah. Mary said that the pastry was beautifully cooked. It was lovely and thin. It just needed a little more seasoning. So it looked like it was a little underfilled and a little bland. Mm. Next, we have her beetroot jelly on poppy seed biscuits. Mary said that she enjoyed it enormously and that it had a nice crisp base. Mm-hmm. Paul said that, it was, that she was clever in making it look very neat. He liked the flavors and he said it dissipates quite quickly, which I'm not sure. I guess it doesn't have an aftertaste. Yeah, I guess it doesn't linger. It's not like, um, I don't know. The cranberries? <laughs> Peanut butter. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't linger at all. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And finally, we have Ruby's shoe buns with goat cheese and caramelized red onions. This one sounded good to me. Yeah, this, I think she did it better than uh, Becca did. Yeah. The cheese. So we only hear from Paul on this way. He said it, it's quite flat as a shoe. It's not as domed as you would expect them to be, and it's not as lively. So apparently Paul wanted them running around the, the bench or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul wanted them um, sentient. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> However, he said that that's the one he'd go for. So out of the three that Ruby made, this is the one. Mm-hmm. So the onion was delicious. The cream cheese was great. And the, the shoe was really crisp. So Yeah. So I still don't think overall it was that great. But I guess this was the best of the three. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think she did in the middle. Like, she didn't do as bad as Becca. Right. And she didn't do as good as Francis and Kimberly. I agree. I agree. In third place. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. You're just trying I... not to be last. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then we've talked about it before, but we feel like the earlier rounds don't carry as much weight. Yeah, right? definitely. The show, it's so all the about show the show yeah. carries the most. So the signature and technical are important, but maybe not as important. Yeah. I think I think those two equal the show stopper and important hmm. all right shall we get to the next round let's get to the technical all right so mm, far brains t- <laughs> mm, i'm gonna do my zombie impersonation okay okay mm, brains mm, brains brains uh, walking dead i don't know that's a bad zombie impersonation uh, go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> i didn't know if you were done or not i wanted to hear more okay so for the technical we have madame barry's recipe the charlotte royale Mm-hmm. They get two and a half hours to make this. So two hours in the afternoon and then a half hour the next day because it needs to set overnight. Yep. So basically what we have here is slices of Swiss roll that form a dome around a set fruit custard called the mm-hmm. bavoir. Mm-hmm. So it's a delicate cream made with custard that's thickened with gelatin. And as you mentioned before, Sue said she's seen one. And it looks like a brain. She hopes it helps. <laughs> yeah. So, Mary, we got a little insight from Mary, and she says this is the perfect technical challenge for a semifinal because there are so many techniques involved. And there are a lot of components to this, right? Yeah, there are. So, you got to make the perfect Swiss roll. It's got to mm-hmm. be very tightly packed into the bowl so you don't see any of the bavoir peeping through, mm-hmm. which we're going to see is not as easy as it seems, right? Yep. No, definitely. All right. So, um, do the countdown. I'm going to go into the bottom two. So, uh, last place is Ruby. Ruby had a lot of trouble. Yes. Um, when they announced it, Ruby says, I know, I know what it looks like. However, this is the kind of thing I see in like in a book 
and I wouldn't really ever mess with it. <laughs> Which I agree, Ruby. If I saw this in the book, I would be like, I'm not gonna make this. This looks hard not... pass. Yeah, it doesn't look that delicious. It looks kind of. It looks like slop. <laughs> it, does... <laughs> it looks like gloop. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, that gl weird glaze that's on the outside, right? Yeah, that's really weird too. It's like a clear glaze. Yeah, it looks like they were like putting glue or plastic in there, but yeah, like they're smacking um, it. Yeah. So Ruby has a couple from her jam um, when she's kind of rolling her like swirl. The jam leaks out everywhere. Also, when Ruby is placing the like the cut swirls into the bowl, she's the only one that doesn't line the bowl with um, or plastic or cling cling wrap. I gotta I have to ask you about that because it looked like Becca didn't at first, but then I thought when she unraveled it, there was. Cling wrap on there. I think I think I saw them on all of them. The cling wrap on all of them except for Ruby's. Okay. And uh Yeah, right? It was a yeah, you you're supposed to land the bow. It didn't say in the instructions, but um no. I think the other bakers figured it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At one point she was like checking your time and she had like a little watch and there was flour all over that watch. <laughs> you could her, not see that watch. <laughs> her bench is a mess. Oh yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, not a not a good technical first. She has some trouble. Um, she has a little panic attack. Um, some some tears were shed, with some uh, Malinsu motivating her in the middle of it. Uh, during judging, the judges were pretty unsympathetic. They said the jam was leaking. There's no volume on the Swiss roll. Mary's like, I don't know where the mousse has gone. Where has the mousse gone? <laughs> <laughs> also, the mousse was solid, and so she found the mousse, but it was solid, and has major problems. Yeah. Um, Paul, at the end, he was very harsh. Or in the beginning, he said, fourth place is obviously this one. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's pretty much all he said. So, um, yeah, Ruby got a little roughed up um, during this technical. Yes. Uh, third place is Becca. Uh, yeah, when she was making it, it looked like slop. And she even commented, mmm, slop at one point when she was pouring the bowl. The bar. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, the, she, when she was pouring that plastic covering, she was like, look at this gloopy cover, which I was like, Becca is totally describing what I think it looks like. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Um, during judging, the judges said she failed the Bavar test because there's lots of Bavar coming through the cracks of the, the Swiss roll. Yes. And they also said the fruit was not even. It was kind of all in like one area of the Bavar. Yeah, that was and, interesting. Yeah, and they said she. Yeah, overall she needed more sponge on top, and more fruit inside. Basically, um, her criticism. Mm. So I'm gonna talk about the top two, and in second place we have Francis. Mm. Francis tells us that she's never made one, but she's trying to create a picture in her head of what it looks like, which I think would be. Very difficult. Would you have pictured this if you didn't see it? No. I would have made a Swiss pro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, swimming in a pool. Swimming in a pool. Yeah. Uh, a pool of yeah. like gelatin fruit. <laughs> Fruity yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That's what I would have made. <laughs> yeah, I would not have been able to especially when I heard brains. I don't know if I don't know if I would have been able to picture this. <laughs> so when it came down to judging, Paul said that the Bavoir was coming through in many areas. Mm -hmm. But maybe not as many areas as other people, right? Definitely not. Yeah, not yeah. as uh, Ruby and Becca. Yeah. And Mary said that she did not get 
the Swiss roll nice and tight. So that's another checkpoint that wasn't great, which mm -hmm. is interesting because she got second. <laughs> and yep. so far, we don't have a lot of good comments, right? Nope. <laughs> okay, so Paul does say that the, the distribution of fruit was good. And Mary says that there's a little bit too much Swiss roll on the bottom. The taste is very good. And then Paul, Paul also concurred that the taste was good. Mm. So if you were to hear that judgment, would you suspect that Francis was going to get second place? No, but then also, like, there's only four bakers, and the other two did worse. Right. <laughs> so, right. But it's just like, who did least worse? Who yeah, did the, yeah, who messed up the least? It, it didn't sound like, to me at least, it didn't sound like a second place critique. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I think it was second place after they ate the moth. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So that leaves us one person left, Kimberly. Yep. So Kimberly, before this started, said that the challenge sounds like fun. And I'm thinking that she is really just taking these things to start. Like she seems, do you think that she seems really confident when these challenges come? Like she's just kind of, yep. she's not stressing too much, right? Yeah, I think she has the opposite of Ruby. I think they're complete opposites. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that she did something when she was, you know, getting the roll started. She make a she made a little slit in it to help get the, the roll started. Yep. And I feel like Kimberly is really good at getting those little, like, what would you call them? They're not tips, but she's got these little tricks little to kind of do things. Yeah, yeah, different techniques, which I really appreciate about her. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's see what a first place critique sounds like. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Paul uh, sees it, he says that there's not much of any Beauvoir coming through, which I think was the best one, right? Yeah, the best agree? one. Yeah, there was the least Beauvoir. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The jam looked pretty nice, and she had a nice tight roll. Mary said, everything looks right on this one. Whoever's made it should be very proud. <laughs> yep. Th this was before, obviously, they announced it was Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like she, she did fairly well. Do you think she was head and shoulders above the rest? I I think she got it. I, got, I think hers was acceptable as mm -hmm. um, what they were trying to make. Mm -hmm. Francis's was like, 70% acceptable mm -hmm. and Becca and Ruby their their things were not acceptable uh, what they're <laughs> they didn't make Charlotte Royales they made Charlotte quarter pounders with cheese or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so right yeah. now it seems like Ruby yeah, and Becca kind of kind of flip-flopped on the bottom right yeah the, Ruby and Becca are definitely at the bottom with uh, Kimberly she's she, I mean, she did pass in the technical, and she did great during the signature. Francis is a little bit behind her, I think. Francis mm -hmm. got the handshake in the signature and second place in the technical. So I think, yeah, it's it's pretty clear, uh, a clear divide right now between bottom two and top two. Yeah, agree. All right, showstopper time. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. So in the showstopper challenge, the bakers are challenged to bake an iconic French patisserie, the opera cake. And then they sing, but I will not sing. Oh. Mel has some good uh, vocals. She does. Yeah. I was like, how do you hit all those notes just describing the, the showstopper? <laughs> she did it. <laughs> very talented. Uh, yeah, very talented. There's seven even layers of sponge, ganache, ganache, buttercream, syrup, and glaze. 
They only get two and a half hours for the showstopper, which is not a lot of time. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, they say it's a elaborate French desserts. Mary says, is there anything more grand or shiny and that it needs fine, if clearly defined layers? Paul says, the bakers can go wrong at any level. Each <laughs> layer must be cooled before putting it on, making it one of the hardest cakes they make. And uh, let's talk about the sponge that is used as Jacquin sponge. And yeah, it doesn't doesn't do well if you're moving it around, layering it um, when it's warm. So to get those clear layers, you definitely have to wait till it's cool. Time management. And it only gets two and a half hours. So I guess it's kind of hard. That's the challenge of it. Uh, first up, we have Becca. So Becca is making a Banoffee opera cake. And um, we talked about Banoffee in this uh, season before, right? It's kind of like. We did, yeah. It's kind of like a. Um, Banana flavor, banana yeah. coffee flavor. Yeah, I guess that's where the word from comes from. Banoffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the other way of this? Havana? No. <laughs> coffee Anna. <laughs> I won't try to do it. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. She says she's using two buttercreams, caramel, and fresh banana, and also two layers of dark fresh ganache. Um. So when she's describing. Her banana, Paul asks, is there anything to help with the texture of uh, your opera cake? And Rebecca says she crushed and pureed uh, banana chips. And Paul says, there's not really much flavor in banana chips. And she's like, yeah, well, that's why I'm adding banana essence to help out with the flavor. And they're like, have you ever used banana essence before? And she said, no. So right, right there, <laughs> the judges were very worried about this. Um, I mean, first of all, she's She's using like artificial flavoring, which is not good. Should not use ready-made banana. Yeah. Um, yeah, artificial flavoring. They're worried about texture. Um, they're also worried about the like, ganache like being overpowering because it's like dark ganache instead of just regular ganache. And uh, like for each of the bakers, um, at one point, Paul and Mary kind of headed to the side and talked about like what's going on with each of the bakers. Mm -hmm. For Becca, they said, uh, they're worried about the banana flavor and if her cake will have style and class. Because I guess, uh, I mean, Becca doesn't really, she doesn't polish her bakes as nicely as Miss Francis might. Which is or, like, strange because yeah. I feel like she has it in her. I also feel like Becca is a little more headstrong. Yeah, I think she is. She was, I mean, it's never, uh, I mean, her conversation with Paula about the banana flavor was a, like, um, was basically, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, that's why I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, which might have rubbed the judges the wrong way. Um, so there's two bakers that write opera on the top of their cake, Becca and Francis. Mm. And uh, Francis's handwriting was way better than Becca's. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I had to give it to Fran That looked like professional, like, cake handwriting. Rebecca's, it looked a little, uh, um, I don't know, not as great. <laughs> the opera was not as cool as uh, Francis's, which is kind of uh, a comparison point because, you know, she was talking about herself and Francis, and Francis is the opposite of Becca, and I guess decoration and like polish. Mm -hmm. I think those are the storylines here. Uh, during judging, the judges did not like her opera cake, that the layers were awkward. The sponge was too thick. Mary said it was very sweet. 
and it was very sweet because of the artificial banana essence flavor, which she did not like. Paul said, yeah, um, the banana essence is overpowering. The caramel was grainy. And he ended his judgment with, it's a shame. <gasps> so not good, Becca. Not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to Francis. She's making a great British soap opera cake with a play on soap opera. Yep. <laughs> right? I, I, like, I enjoyed this. Yeah. Okay. So she made layers of lemon sponge and lavender buttercream with a white chocolate ganache, right? So I noticed something in this episode in particular. Paul went around to each of the contestants and he kind of. You, I, how do you say it? So he he kind of raised the question to everybody, except for one of them. One of them, I don't think it was a very, like, threatening question. <laughs> but so for for Francis, he had said that he was worried that the lavender was going to overwhelm everything. Yep. Usually, so when we hear these things, most of the time it seems like the contestants don't succeed, right? Yeah. But Francis is confident. She says the sharp flavor of the lemon is going to help. Once it blends with everything, the lavender will be subtle, mm -hmm. right? And then she also is going to put a dash of lavender in her ganache, which is what she does. When it comes to judging, right before they kind of have a little interview, and she's like, there's no more that she can do. And I don't like this talk. We heard this from Christine. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the flavors yeah. are going to go down well with the judges. Everything crossed. That's not the attitude I want to hear in semifinals. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's like the attitude if you like play the lotto. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So when it comes to judging, Paul says that it looks very good, and the shine on the ganache is very good. It did look really nice. Mm -hmm. Mary said that you can actually see the layers separately, and the lovely sharp edges. It looks professional. Paul says that the flavor is okay, but he's not getting the lavender. So he questions, why was the lavender in there in the <laughs> first place? That's a pet peeve of his. Yes, yes. So Mary says that it could do with more lemon, more of a sharpness. And said, Paul said it was sickly sweet when you go through and told her to concentrate on your flavors. Mm. So... Storyline. Are, are we having a style versus substance thing again, do you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. They were definitely talking and going over that with her, which is frustrating. I would, they don't go over that with anybody else. That's her storyline, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. All right. Next, <laughs> we have Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly, always the unconventional one, is making a passion fruit and lime opera cake. And her opera cake looked a lot different from everybody else's. <laughs> mm hmm. She said she was experimenting with unconventional flavors like lime gelatin, which is not usually an opera cake. Um, she was also making passion fruit mousseline. And she was going to decorate her opera cake with polka dots and chocolate caramel twills. And the twills would have truffles inside. So yeah, all very bold and interesting flavors. Um, the judges, when they were kind of like talking to each other about her, they said that she's making a very unconventional opera cake. Um, which could be risky. However, they're excited to try the flavors, and generally, Kimberly knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, time for judging. And the judges say that the decor is unusual, 
but modern. So they like it. Um, Paul, Paul cuts through the cake and uh, the tempered chocolate is on top. Mm-hmm. And I guess he has problem cutting through and making a slice. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, you know, tempered chocolate is hard to cut. And I was like, Paul, you could cut chocolate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess like when opera cake is supposed to be delicate and you're supposed to just be able to cut it cleanly and each slice is supposed to be like really elegant. Mm-hmm. But her tempered chocolate kind of made it hard like that. Hard for that to happen. Because it kind of cracked like the top when you cut it. Um, but that, that was pretty much the only criticism is that Paul couldn't cut a cake. <laughs> yeah. And then the, they also said the chocolate, that and the chocolate was a little bit overwhelming, the dark chocolate. However, they liked the passion fruits and they liked the lime. They said the flavors were lovely and the textures were good with the flavors. Yeah, I thought she did pretty well. Yeah, I think so. So Paul's question to her was, how do you plan on decorating this cake? Which to me is... is, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) to me, that's not a very, like, threatening question, like... No, it's just asking for information. Yeah, it's just asking for information. Yeah, like, Becca's was like, what's the element of texture? And Francis's was, what's up with the lavender? And then (laughs) Kimberly's was like, how are you going to decorate that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I noticed that when they were talking about her, they were like the most confident that she would do well. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't think I don't think Kimberly have of the four bigger stuff. I don't think Kimberly has much of a storyline when it comes to her takes. It's just that she's so like uh, Becca is like Becca. She's not good with the like the finish. She's not Francis in decorating. Francis mm-hmm. is like style of substance. Ruby is like self confidence, and Kimberly is just like yeah, she has crazy flavors. <laughs> That's right. a storyline. Yeah. 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 So, on to Ruby. Ruby is making a chocolate almond praline and saffron opera cake with French buttercream. Mm-hmm. Paul's question to Ruby is, why are, you, why are you using saffron? It'll fight with all the elements. And Ruby says, I like saffron. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Good answer. The rebuttal. Good answer, Ruby. Yes. And during the actual bake, she actually puts brushes on the sponges, more saffron. And she says it's just to spite Paul, who thinks it isn't going to work. <laughs> so when it comes down to judging, they have a little interview with Ruby beforehand. And she said she's questioning why she can't work at the same pace as normal people. So she mm. feels like she's going full speed, but somehow she's behind everyone. And then... Classic Ruby says she feels disappointed. <laughs> so the strategy coming in. Yeah, were you disappointed with this bake? No, I know we didn't get into judging. She yet. did okay. Yeah, I thought she, she did, did okay. okay, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So let's get to judging and let's address that saffron. So Paul, <laughs> Paul uh, takes a bite and he says there are issues with it. You know that. <laughs> yep. So he, he did compliment her though. He said that there was a nice shine on it, which was good. Mary said that you could clearly see the various layers, though not quite perfect on the side. She wants to see that sharp edge. But we know sometimes Ruby likes to do it rustic. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mary likes the praline in there. She gives, it gives it a little bit of crunch because the almond sponge and cream can be awfully boring. Mm-hmm. And then Paul says, as a, as a whole, the textures are great. The saffron does come through. And then Mary says that she also tastes the saffron and it tastes good, but does not have the finish that she would like to see. So it seems like the saffron was okay. Yeah, I think it was. So then she answered Paul's 
challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> so yeah, that's the showstopper bakes. And when the judges and the hosts are kind of discussing each of the bakers, um, they say Francis had the best looking cake, but it was too sweet. Kimberly's passion fruit and lime, um, it kind of got like overshadowed by the dark chocolate in it. It's too much dark chocolate, too strong. Uh, they said Ruby had the best flavored cake actually. And Paul said he liked how Becca's looked. So um, they kind of complimented everybody. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty clear he was going home at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The writing was on the wall, right? Yeah, so they get into final results. And uh, Star Baker is Kimberly. She gets the coveted title of Star Baker going into the final. And she's the first one to go into the final. Which I'm not surprised. Kimberly has been consistent the whole season. I don't think she's ever been in trouble. Like one of the more solid bakers. Definitely. And then they announced who's going home, and unfortunately, it is Becca. Um, Becca did not do well this episode. Um, she didn't do well in the signature. She was third place in the technical, which second last. And yeah, the showstopper. I think they're really offended with that artificial banana flavor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought she was gonna make it. I think I had Becca winning this week and Francis going home, right? So I got, yeah. I just thought yeah. Becca was gonna get through. Well, one of half of Becca got in. That's true. <laughs> so this uh, is the episode where we realize they're not actually the same person, and one of them's yeah, going home. That's true. Uh, Becca's pretty good at. She says, "I don't think I need to say how upset I am. In time, I'll be really proud of myself. So, so close to the final." It's been the most amazing experience. Um, so yeah, she seems pretty upset that she didn't make it. I would be too if I made it this far. I would want to get to that last episode. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I so thought she was going to get there. Uh, Ruby is very emotional. She says, it must have been so close between us. She knows that she was the one that did poorly this episode. Uh, Francis says, oh my gosh, I'm in the final. I can't believe it. Pretty excited. And Kimberly calls someone very excitedly to tell them she's in the final. And yeah, that's it. We have finished the semi-final and all we have left is the final. Exciting times. Yes. I I just don't know. I know I have to make predictions, but we'll, yep. we'll talk about Pretty that. Pretty soon. Let's get into the segments. Okay. <laughs> what was your funniest moment of the episode? Funniest moment. There was a scene where Mel and Becca were singing all of the ingredients to Becca's bake. It was just pretty <laughs> funny. Yep. But this is not super funny, but at the it was funny to me. At the end of the showstopper, Ruby's apron was just covered in chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ruby's a messy baker. Like I think everyone else had fairly neat aprons, but she her apron was like <laughs> drenched in chocolate. Uh, That's pretty good. It's kind of akin to how you said her watch. Oh, yeah, it was covered. Flower. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, her apron is just covered. How about for you? Uh, it was one of the announcements that Mel made. She said, all female baking semifinalists of the baking sorority, one hour left. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's pretty funny. Yeah. What was your favorite bake of the episode? I think... I think we might have the same one, but uh, are you going with yep. Kimberly? 
Yep, I want to try those crab and wasabi profiteroles. Yeah. <laughs> also those steamed buns from the dim sum cart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those, those sounded different and good. Yeah, so and I, I have an idea of what it tastes like, and I want to eat it. Sounds yeah. scrummy. Scrummy, yes. scrummy, scrummy. Are you ready? <sighs> yes. Last predictions of the season. Yeah. Um, so we can't predict who's going home because everybody's going home. Uh, okay. All three of them are going home next after next week. But um, and there's no like there's no exemptions this time. You can choose Kimberly, even though she just wants every care. Okay. Out of the three, Ruby, Francis, Kimberly, who is going to win the season at Bake Off? Quick question: Is there a first, second, and third, or is just one winner? It's just one winner. So I'm, just picking the, I'm just yeah, picking the. Yeah, you're just picking the winner. Okay, sorry. I, because well, you, you could, I mean, you could pick the winner and someone to go home, just as like a, you know, like a. Well, <laughs> while you were explaining to me how it worked, I was trying to think who I thought I was gonna win, and I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're just buying yourself time. I know. You can't I know. delay your decision. You have to make a call. I just can't seem to get myself to say, ooh. I could go over the storylines. Let's Francis. go over the storylines. Okay. Francis okay. is going gonna, is gonna to win. So the storyline for Francis is, can she overcome style over substance? Yes. Ruby's is, can she be a confident baker? Right, right. And Kimberly's is, she does crazy flavors. <laughs> That's, I feel like Kimberly could do it, but I feel like Francis has the storyline to win it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I am not basing my decision on their talent whatsoever. I'm basing <laughs> it on how I feel the arc of the show is going to go. That's why I have to discount Kimberly because she just doesn't have a storyline arc. Her storyline is, uh, well, crazy flavors. That's her storyline. That's her uh, arc. The, the, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's a flat arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ruby's, I feel like, is just one note. Yeah. Francis has been struggling back and forth. Like, I'm doing it. I didn't do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I didn't do it. And then I think at the end, everyone just wants to see Francis do it. I think that whatever happens, I mean, this is one of the seasons where the last episode, whatever performance they have in that episode, will decide it. Yeah, I think everyone's at a pretty even state right here. Anyone could win it. Yeah, I agree. It's, that's why it makes it so difficult. So I'm not basing my prediction on talent at all. Okay. <laughs> that's always a solid uh, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, pretty excited to watch the final next or for next episode. Me too. We, yeah, I actually forgot what happened in it, so I'm excited to watch it again. Oh, okay, cool. All right, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to uh, check out our next episode where we discuss the finale. I was clapping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir, everybody. Take care.